Welcome back, coffee lovers, to Brewing Crime. I'm Britt, and you just got me today because today is the second episode of my state series. So Nikki will not be joining us. And today we're talking, it's our, it's Alaska. It's the second state. And before, okay, I'm not going to give you too much info right now, but just know, like, I hope you're sitting down because this case is just like baffling really like it really just makes you i don't know at least me it just really makes me question the sanity of some people it's just insane but um before we get into that the case um let's talk about coffee so today i'm actually drinking it's it's iced which is not, I mean, I've said it before, it is kind of rare for me to be drinking iced coffee in the normal, but if I go and order it, like to go, it's most of the time it's iced. But today I worked earlier and I pre-planned my drink because I knew I needed a lot of caffeine. And I am drinking a Starbucks double. And if you are not familiar with it, it's actually a secret menu item at Starbucks. Now, I am in Germany, and so um, we do things a little bit differently in my store. And Starbucks doubles on this is, well, okay, my Starbucks double is a venti. And today I have six shots of Blonde Espresso Rushredo shots. Um, Yeah. Uh, let me know if you really want an explanation on what <laughs> what that is. Um, and then I have a little bit of heavy cream to save the shots. And if you really know coffee, then you would know what I mean by that. Um, just a little bit, nothing to overpower it. And then I actually put five pumps of white mocha because it's the sweetest syrup that we have. And it just kind of makes it not so intense. And then it's just shaken with extra ice. And it's absolutely delicious. So please, next time you go to Starbucks, if you're really, if you're really craving a caffeine kick, please get that and let me know. Um, yeah, give me your feedback on that. So that's what I'm drinking today, and I'm sorry if you hear me drinking or if you hear the ice kind of melting in the cup or you know jiggling in the cup. I apologize, but yeah. So today, like I said before, it's a doozy. Um, it is about the the fathomable I don't even know if that's a word um the insane murder of Cynthia Cece which is her nickname Hoffman so I'm just basically what this case is involving is Cece she's a teenager and her friends and uh, an extreme story of catfishing and if you don't know what catfishing is, um, you need to get on the internet. So basically what catfishing is, is when you meet somebody online and you just lie to them and you send them a picture that isn't yours or you make up the story. Basically you're just, it's like stolen identity technically. <laughs> and yeah, you just convince another person that you are not you. So 
So buckle up, people, because this, this is a solved case. So there's kind of no mystery behind it. You just kind of get to sit there and be like, are you serious? Like, are you serious, seriously? So are you serious? So please keep on listening. Grab your cup of coffee. Grab your tea. Grab whatever. You're, even if you're not sitting down and listening, if you're doing something, if you're driving, um, please, please, I hope that your coffee is the best. And keep on listening because I am going to bring you on this crazy catfish crazy la crazy sorry crazy crime so stumbling over my words and i'm babbling so please keep on listening all right guys so Today, we're going to be talking about Cynthia Hoffman. Um, She actually would go by Cece to her friends and family and her unfortunate and crazy murder. So Cynthia was a very passionate, passionate person. She was a typical teenager. Cece was very giving, maybe just a little bit too giving. Um, She was very nice. And she just kind of wanted to belong. She wanted friends. I mean, think about think about the kind of teenager you were at 17 and the things that you wanted out of your friends. You know, you just wanted to be normal. Now, Cece, like I said, she was extremely, extremely caring. And sometimes she was too nice to people where she didn't, she didn't understand that there was a different side to a lot of people. Now, she was described by her father that she had a learning disability so she kind of ran off the mindset of a seventh grader even though she was 17. So if you kind of put that two and two together excuse me it really comes into play and into why she trusted the people that she trusted. Now she was she had a huge family and she was extremely close to them. She had two brothers, four sisters, and was very close to her father. Her father was known for being overprotective, but for very good reason. And him and Cece were extremely close. She actually ended up being an apprentice towards him in his job, and so they kind of just really bonded. Now, her father knew something was wrong when he didn't hear back from his daughter that night on June 2nd. 2019 so this case is extremely recent extremely and luckily it is solved so we know what exactly happened and there isn't really any mystery so Cece told her dad she was going out to the movies to go hang out with some friends that's what she told that's what she told him unfortunately that was a lie and maybe if not maybe if she did tell him exactly where she was going and who she was with then things they even though they did come to an end and the police did such an amazing job two days later uh maybe this wouldn't they wouldn't have waited two days later so um that night on june 2nd when he didn't hear back from cc he immediately called the police and i I know this how it, this is how it used to be was when people would say that you have to wait 24 hours to to say that somebody was missing. That is that is not no 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 that's not how it works anymore. Especially upon somebody, even if they are 
it's harder if they are an adult. Um, a lot of people just assume they're an adult and they can go and do whatever they want. They can run away if they want to. But even if if, if it's your if it's just your child and you're being told you have to wait 24 hours, I couldn't even imagine. So he said okay, and he only made it about 12 hours before he contacted the police again, and that's when the search started. Thank, luckily, now he in the meantime, so they her body was not found for two days, and in that time for two days, he was contacted by her Cece's best friend, and I'm doing the air quotes. Denali Bremer. Now, Denali also went by Angel, but I'm going to be calling her by her name, which is Denali, or Bremer, which is her last name. And Bremer is quoted on saying to Timothy Hoffman, which is Cece's dad, I hope she's all right. I hope nothing has happened to her. And when I read that, I just kind of like wanted to barf in my mouth because what a psycho like to sit there and to text that to Cece's father knowing what happened is just amazing to me so Denali let's I have to kind of give you a backstory in Denali so Denali was 18 years old so technically she is an adult and she was in a relationship with a guy that she was under the impression his name was Tyler and he's from Kansas now, at the time, Cece's dad, Tim, didn't know that she was, that, oh, all that he knew is that she was with Denali, Cece was, and she claimed that she dropped her off and she knew nothing about it. So, two days went past and that is when they found the body of Cynthia Cece Hoffman in a river and i apologize i cannot pronounce the river i cannot i cannot okay and you're not gonna make me it i can i can read you how it's spelt um but it starts with an e and it looks really hard and i've listened to it like 17 times and i'm not doing it okay i'm not embarrassing my friend myself in front of my friends like that but unfortunately that's where cc was found bound with duct tape some of her clothes ripped off and shot in the back of the head. So when her body was found, that's kind of when police, they they really started to ask some more questions. And what do police do? What is typical procedure? They asked the last known person to be with the victim. And that was Denali Bremer. So I, I hope I didn't really confuse you by bringing up the relationship part, the relationship that Denali was in. Um, because it plays a huge role in it. So, originally, when police interviewed Denali, Denali claimed that they went on a hike and it was nothing, you know, it was nothing. She she denied it until they got a warrant for her cell phone and found... The conversations between her and her online boyfriend named Tyler. Now, to kind of backtrack a tidbit, so Denali had a she had a group. She had a group of friends. Now, from this, from this kind of playing out, like from from 
from the bird's eye view, I have a feeling that Denali is the ringleader of this little group. And there is, okay, so there's two miners that we don't really know. We don't know their names because they are miners. And obviously we don't, we, we, we won't know their names because that is illegal to do. Now there is Denali Bremer, who is 18 years old. There's Caleb Leland, who is 19 years old. And there is Caden McIntosh, who is 16 years old. Now, I'm going to have to say, I don't know why, because technically McIntosh is 16 years old and why they can, uh, he, pl he played a huge role in this. So I don't know if that's why he's named, even though he is a minor. I don't know. Now, I don't know if maybe Alaska law is a little different. So you have to be under 16. I'm not quite sure. But all I know is that there are other two in individuals involved in the situation, but we don't know their names. So... Okay, so police, so once they, once they went through Denali's phone, that's where they found the conversations between Tyler and Denali. And in that conversation, they found child pornography, just out in the open. Now, obviously, with chat, like, immediately, immediately arrested, Okay, so at 18 years old. Now, I'm not sure exactly what kind of pornography, if there's videos, if there's pictures, or it, was it just, like, was it porn? Or was it actual photos of uh, real people that they knew? So then they got another, they got another warrant for her phone, and that's when they got and found the conversations between Tyler and Denali. So, <sighs> Tyler. Tyler is not, this is where the catfish comes part, the catfish part comes in because Tyler is not Tyler. Tyler is Darren Schillmiller and he is 21 years old and he is actually from Illinois. Now this Darren kid, uh, he is, I'm going to make an office reference and I don't mean it in a funny way. He is the worst, okay? He is the absolute worst. This guy is, he is demented. And I'm not even apologizing. I don't care. I don't care about respect at all because this human being deserves to rot in prison. He, so he convinced, he catfished Denali into thinking that his name is Tyler, but he told her he was a millionaire's, a multi-billion dollar, billionaire's grandson, and he was rich and he lived this lavish lives, and he convinced Denali to recruit three other friends, well, technically four other friends, to rape and murder Cece. If your jaw didn't just drop on the floor, I don't know what you're doing listening to this podcast. So, yeah, so that was his intention. And not only did he, he first off, first off, what's a random number? Nine million dollars. And second off, ew, so he wanted them to, he picked, he admitted that he picked Cece from the group. Now that's kind of why I, it's one of the reasons why I mentioned her learning disability and where her level of thought process was her, or, or where she was at. Because to me, that's why, that's why he picked her because she was the most vulnerable because I feel like a typical 17 year old, she would, you know, pick up on these cues real quick. I, so, because Darren or Tyler, I'm just going to call him Tyler to make it easier because he admitted that he chose Cece to be the victim. 
Now, he connived this entire plan and he wanted picture and video proof of the crime. What a demented person. And this also makes me sit there and think, did he, did he, does he have, you know, the serial killer kind of tendencies of, you know, harming things at such a, and so not only that, yes, she was 17, which is technically still a minor. He also asked her previous to sexually, Denali, he, he, he asked her to sexually assault two other minors and videotape it. Now, from what I can find, I don't know if that actually truly happened or if that's even the pornography the child pornography that they that the police actually found i'm not 100% sure so once they realized once the police realized who like what the situation was that's when they involved the police because they were talking states over states so this is federal jurisdiction which is the FBI so Darren, I'm sorry, there's too many names. Tyler told Denali what he wanted. And Denali recruited Macintosh. Uh, Macintosh, I'm sorry, lost a name. And Leyland and then the two other kids. Now, each of them played a role and we're going to get a cut of the $9 million. First off, how stupid do you have to be? Truly, dumb do you have to be because if someone's not somebody's trying first off millionaires don't brag that they're millionaires okay let's just say that first of all and they're probably not cruising on the internet talking to some random bitch sorry i swore some random chick up in anchorage alaska saying hey go do this because if you're really that rich wouldn't you like you would have the capability of doing that like yourself and getting away with it because money rules the world you know can you get what i'm saying saying? So, <clears throat> once, so then the police, once they found out that who Tyler truly was, they told Denali. And once Denali realized that she was catfished, she rolled on him. She chirped like a bird and she told the whole story. So, that's when you, they found the gruesome details and nothing was held back. So... They pre-planned this a few months in advance. And according to records of conversations, Denali told Tyler that she was going to get CC high beforehand so she didn't fight back as much. And if that is not the most, like, pre-planned, like, you know what you're doing. That's just disgusting. I'm sorry. So, Macintosh drove Leyland's car and picked up Cece and Denali, and they were gonna go on a hike. They were gonna go to a, a hiking trail that they normally go to, which is Thunderbird Falls is where they were going. So they hiked. I'm assuming they smoked because that's the only mention I of her saying in the text messages. And once they got to a clearing, they I'm a, that's when the attack had to start. And this is when I think that the two minors had to come and play because Denali was sending videos and recording the entire thing, sending it to Tyler, who is Darren, over Snapchat. Now, the thing is with Snapchat, that's why they had to get multiple warrants because Snapchat 
if you don't have a Snapchat, I don't know what kind of rock you live under, uh, they go away, right? There's no actual proof or uh, there's no proof. You can save it, but you know, you get what I'm saying. So that's when they attacked her. They bound her legs and hands with duct tape and also her head to cover her mouth. And that is when Macintosh used Denali's gun and shot her in the back of the head. They took her belongings, some of her clothes, her cell phone and her purse and burnt it to get rid of the evidence. And then that's when they transported her body and put it in the river where she was later found two days later on June 4th, 2019. Now, when, when that happened, Denali, and this shows, this shows that she cannot claim that she is insane or anything. She knew exactly what she was doing because then she tried to cover her tracks and sent to Tyler as a ruse to say that she dropped her off at, at a different location to kind of just prove like, oh no, I dropped her off. Look, there's proof. I already said it, which is just insane to me. Now, once that, now the FBI went to Tyler who is Darren in Illinois and he admitted it all because at this point he can't he can't really deny it. there is actual proof. I just I'm sorry. I it, this is kind of a, just a shut and close case and technically this is kind of a, a shorter one that I have done but it is just the most I just I, this is just insane. Insane to me. So there that's that's kind of the end of it. And so Darren was indicted. Well, he was he was extradited to Alaska where he is held at a 500,000 500, bond because he has no ties to Alaska. So there, he is a flight risk essentially. Um, and he is held in federal custody awaiting trial. He was indicted for multiple unclassified felonies and will face, if convicted, which he better be, he will face a maximum term of imprisonment of 99 years for each count, which is what he deserves. Bremer, McIntosh, and Leyland are also being charged with first-degree murder and two counts of second-degree murder and other undisclosed charges, including child pornography and for each role that they played in. They played in. Now, I don't know... That, so because in the court documents um, that I went through... The two minors, they don't talk about them, so I don't know if it's, you know, if it's going to be supple trial or whatever is going to happen to them or if they are also going to be facing the same. Now, I'm going to assume that they are going to face the same because they know that they were involved or what they're involved. I'm not quite exactly sure, but this is just... <laughs> I So when I was researching cases for Alaska. This one in me, I've heard of this one before, but I didn't know the true details about it, but I knew I had to. And this is just so sad. So sad. I feel so bad for the Hoffmans, the family, and any person that knew Cece. Cece, it doesn't matter. I just feel so bad. And this truly makes you wonder of, do you really know people? You know, were there signs that Cece could have saw if she was at a, a you know, an appropriate mental, cap you know, capacity of what she should have been for her age? Or is Denali just a complete psychopath and knows how to completely manipulate people who is also at an, a dumb 
person because she was catfished by a person that said they'll give him $9 million. Like, I, guys, I have to take a coffee break and before I get in this outro and because I need to take a breather because this case is just baffling. So stay tuned and I will see you on the outro. That, that case is kind of emotionally tolling. Um, it's just, a, it's a really sad one. And I'm sorry, I kind of just abruptly stopped it, but there's kind of no way to, that's just, the, that those are just the facts of the case. I just, I, it's just insane to me. It truly is. And I really hope that these people, they pay for, like, I just, I hope they rot in prison. I really do. And I hope they rot in prison. And they think about Cece and what they've done every single day, knowing that because of their actions, because they cannot be, you know, good citizens and human beings and not commit crimes like this. And that they think about that every day. And uh, it just breaks my heart for her family and and for Cece. Because not, not only Cece, but nobody deserves that. And to be violated by somebody you don't even know. Tyler, who is Darren, didn't even know Cece. And the cruelty and the thought, like, the just lack of empathy is just, it's just disgusting to me. So guys, I'm sorry I kind of just laid it on you and I apologize that I, you know, it's just hopefully from this case, cases like this, like, I don't even know, like, what you would take away because, like, just don't be catfish. Don't believe them. I mean, but we already know that from the MTV, you know, series, which, by the way, is one of my favorite shows because good good shows. Anyways, you know, it's it's just, you know, it's kind of crazy to think that something of a catfish, which is something we hear about all the time and people joke about, but it leads to murder and is just absolutely insane. One thing, actually, that I did not put in the main episode is that there was no evidence that Cece was sexually assaulted. Thank God. So, I'm not sure what exactly happened or, you know, how that situation, but thank God, because, you know, if she could only be defiled even more, you know, that's just, that's just one less thing that she can rest easy on. I don't know if that was, that sounded absolutely terrible. So thank you so much, guys. Please, if you are on whatever, whatever platform you're listening on, please give us a review. Uh, me, Nikki, even if it's on this episode or not episode, but mainly if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. Give us your feedback. We also would love to hear back from you on our website. Shameless plug. Excuse me, brewingcribe.com. That's where you'll be able to get to know us a little bit. You can see pictures of me and Nikki, and you get to decide which one you think that we are. Um, I have a case form on there. Uh, case suggestion form. So if you are from a certain state or you have this crime that you really want to really wanna know about and you want me to, me or Nikki to dive into, please put it in there. It will go directly to us. On top of it, you, I put on there a picture 
of every i put a little section for every case that we do on here on this podcast and you can see a picture of the victim and there's a brief description so you can kind of browse through and please we always want your feedback we would like to hear from you and that is it guys i hope that your coffee is always wonderful and i love you guys thank you so much for listening um I am next week, next Monday, is I'm going to be finishing part two of the Christian Andriacchio case. And that case is actually the biggest that I the most listen most listened to. What's the verbiage of that? Um, and, and which is amazing, truly, because it doesn't, like, of course, yeah, that's awesome. That means that we're getting more viewers. But that also means that Christian's case is getting attention, the attention that it needs. And maybe the more attention that every, because that is really what cases need to be, to be, closed in how they should be closed uh in christian's case um which it is still ruled as a suicide but they're trying to overturn it and trying to get the people who committed that crime behind bars so please keep on listening to the next episode we should be publishing on that part two of christian andriacchio next monday and as always like i said before i hope your coffee is always great and thank you so much for tuning in bye guys